Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecast or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to go check them out and use promo code BFP123 for $5 off your shipping costs on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News, The Graphics Coop, and Daniel Eugene Photography for their support, and of course, the pals over on Patreon. If you haven't yet, go over to patreon.com slash blackflaggedpodcast and subscribe for $4.69 a month. You get some merchandise discounts, some monthly giveaways, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provision away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls this is episode 166 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn you are bradley saucier and you are bobby timmons uh together we are at black flag pod on all things social media uh that being said three of us were only in two different places this week boys so um how was oxford did it, what did i miss there was 75 million cars it looked like just in the super late models oh that's it <laughs> yeah Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a good good handful of uh, super late models on the premises, and there was uh, 12 cars maybe in each other division, um, which you hate to see. I, d- I don't know. I, I'm still kind of confused as to where all the past mods went. Uh, I know that the the limited deals obviously spread out to different racetracks and stuff like that, but... There wasn't a lot of mods? There was no... There was only 11. Yeah. Really? Which there was this like happened years 30. ago. Years ago, they did the same thing. They, they ran a... Pass mods weekly class at Oxford, and then a pass mod touring class, and it just cut the field in half. It um, was shocked that Tom was willing to do it again. Obviously, now that the division has grown to an all-time high, maybe he thought it'd be a good idea. But it, it's I, I guess I didn't realize that they so ran far. weekly there too. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've had they've had ten cars uh, at the first two Oxford regular races, and then I thought same thing. Like they'll probably have at least fifteen or twenty. I mean, everything's down on numbers this year, so. But no, they only had eleven, and it was a, like a lot of the guys that have been running weekly didn't go to this tour race. So I was gonna say, like, I think Wiscasset or Wiscasset does have like a, a pass mod type division that they run every other week too. But I think there's only like eight. Yeah, that division's that. been fighting for its life forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was very shocking. Uh, they only had eleven. I didn't even watch the race. Not even a lot of ship boxes or bang bangers or no. no Northeast bang Mini Stock Tour like twelve. Yeah, they didn't have a ton. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Not what I expected to hear. No. It no, sounds like they made up for it in super late models, though. There was yeah, 42 of those, I think. 41. Yeah. They started all yeah. of them? Yeah, like they did. A couple guys withdrew. Um, like Travis Buzzle didn't race for some reason, even though he was there and ran the heat races. I'm yeah. still I'm still trying to figure bracket. out the... Uh, yeah, he was out there. Oh. TJ I'm, maybe didn't I race. TJ. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out the, uh, the races start at 4, so gates open at 8 a.m. Yeah, that was tough. Um... <laughs> And like Rusty, so I went up with Rusty, and he's like, "We're gonna leave our house, uh, my house, at eight. So I'm like, "Yep, no problem." I got up seven thirty, went and got a Roma Joe's, got ice for the cooler. 
being a good little race bitch. Um, didn't even look at the time, and then we pulled in the Oxford parking lot at like eight oh nine, and he's like, "Didn't we leave your house at 8? And I'm like, "I, I thought like did did we time travel <laughs> to Oxford? <laughs> I have no idea." So yeah, we were there. Oh god, too early. But the one thing is like we was in the tech line for over an hour when you have forty cars that need to get go through pre inspection. So that's part of it. Um, didn't really seem like we were there all day. Um, you know, ran a couple rounds of practice and then the one good thing, you know, it sucks that there is low car counts, but at least Tom, you know, cut the laps back. All these divisions were supposed to go fifty laps and they all went thirty. So it was a you know, kept the show moving pretty quickly and I think we were done at seven, seven thirty. That's not too bad. Yeah, I wasn't really hundred percent sure what was even racing. Um so by the time that I got over to I didn't watch any of the practices, by the time I got over to the beer stand I was talking to Spencer Morris and He's like, yeah, I think that we're going to be out of here by like 7.30. And I was like, what the fuck? 7.30? No way. Like, absolutely no shot we're going to be out of here by 7.30. And the races were over at like 7. So um, definitely could have been out of there at 7.30. I think we kind of hung around for a little bit longer. But yeah, They had a fan uh, a fan beat your meat for like an hour before, yeah. the, before the races. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. So we, we went over. It was it was uh, myself, Ryan Jackson, and his dad. And um, so we're, we're walking down through. And... Ryan goes, oh, I'm going to take a couple pictures of some cars that have BFP stickers. And he walked by Nick Sweet's car, and he stopped to take a picture. I'm like, oh, that car doesn't have a BFP sticker on it. And he's like, yeah, it does, bud, right there. And I was like, what? What? oh? Like, oh, shit. Um, and so then I, I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to talk to Nick Sweet. I want to know how he got his sticker. And I've, I like watching Nick Sweet race, obviously. I just didn't know that he really necessarily was a fan of our program. Um, hey, you walked up to me, and you're like, so I'm going to assume you're responsible for giving Nick Sweet stickers. And I was like, no. No, yeah. no, I didn't do anything like that. Does he have them? And you're like, yeah, yeah, he's got two of them. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, yeah, good so for us. us. So I, I continued my journey on of the the little session there deal, and I uh, went over to Joey Pole and Gabe Brown, and they were both like, or someone was like, yeah, hey, aren't you a little bit too close to home? And I was like, yeah, I, believe it or not, I actually very much enjoyed my drive to Oxford today. <laughs> uh, it was an unbelievable 40 minute experience. Um, and yeah, so after the race, I made sure to go over and talk to Nick Sweet, and he he said that he didn't really know where he got his stickers, but he asked for two more for the act car. So into that, yeah, big fan of that, big fan of his. Uh, he he had himself a pretty good day. He was running up uh, into the top ten for I think he was blowing the transmission out. Did of it he or get but. back on the lead lap, or was he a lap down? Because he pitted before the race even started, but I didn't see him go back yeah, out. So he must not have been. A lap I don't down. think he lost a lap. No, no, he must not have. Yeah, but I mean, uh. All in all, it was a pretty good day at the world's fastest parking lot. Um, anytime you get 41 super late miles, 42, however many there were on premises, you're going to have a how good was, day. How was the big race itself? Was it? Uh, it was, it, I mean, it was good. You had a lot of uh, comers and goers. You had Evan Hallstrom started on the pole and drove away pretty quick. Scott McDaniel stayed right up there with them for a while Same until everyone started then fading. But threw out two of the biggest proverbial boat anchors. Like Hallstrom dropped through the field and then parked it. Uh, Scott McDaniel, the same thing, just sunk through the field like a rock after lap 50 and ended up overlapped like three times. I don't know. I don't know if it was two of because Joey Pohl threw the same boat anchor out. That's true. (laughs) Joey also, yeah, Joey was running the top. He was fourth on a restart, and then, like, we were were sucking shit. And 10 laps after that restart, Rusty was driving by Joey, and I'm like, boof, that was also a big old boat anchor. Those are the the first, the top three starters, I believe. Maybe Cole Butcher started third, but they, uh, those three... Joey Joey started fourth then, and those three just dropped. Um, and then and Cole Butcher kind of stayed up front all day. Johnny Clark was up there. They swapped the lead a couple times. And now Cole uh, started the day before they even turned a lap. <clears throat> drove however many hours I believe it takes him seven or eight hours to get there. 
Change the motor. Yeah, they're from Canada, so that's not. Yeah, from New Brunswick. They're from uh, um, not the. They're from the A Canada, not the We Canada. Ah. Um. So get there, change the motor immediately. It was leaking water. Oh, good. Motor that they put in exploded six laps into <laughs> practice. So then they got to put the other one back in that they presumed had a head gasket leak. They uh, sent one of their crew guys to Napa to get some fucking fix a flat or whatever you put into <laughs> water systems to seal them up. Flex and, seal. And uh, Dick stomped them in the heat race, and just they were you know, living on a prayer. Hopefully it goes 150 <laughs> laps. And he led some. Johnny Clark led a bunch in the middle stages, but at the end of the race, I mean, he was just in another world. I mean, he, he was just standing on the gas pedal and driving down the straightaways, killing everybody. Yeah, Probably didn't have any power. <laughs> right, yeah. No, just nobody even had a shot. I mean, I mean he, was, he was definitely in his own zip code. Johnny Clark was the next closest, and then there was just a fuck of a battle for third between, I believe, DJ yeah. Shaw, Brandon Barker, and Curtis. Uh, 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 Kurt Gabe Gary, was yeah. in there, Trevor Sanborn. So the top ten was Cole, Johnny, DJ was third, Kurt Gary, Brandon Barker, Trevor Sanborn, Gabe Brown. Kyle DeSouza ran up front the whole race, kind of quietly just stayed there. He finished eighth. Eddie McDonald was ninth, and uh, Farrington was tenth. Uh, some pals, the program cooks in. He was 11th. Uh, Dylan Moltz, Joe Pastore. Uh, Nick Sweet was 15th. I intentionally skipped over Jeff White because fuck that guy. Garrett Hall was 16th. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Ryan Kuhn, Joey Pohl, Anthony Constantino. Then you, know, you get it. Rusty was 22nd. Yeah, I uh, ended up in a race pool naturally, and uh, all my drivers finished in the top nine. Went home with a cool ninety dollars. So nice. Um, Sounds like you're buying yeah. B dubs tonight. Uh, no, it sounded like I already bought B dubs uh, yesterday. Oh, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yesterday for Mother's Weird. Day, I, I wake up. My mom. Well, the day before, I, I was like, "All right, let's just make this plan. I want to get. I have a lot of things to do. So like, let's. I'll you know, couple hours of the day. Let's go over and see my grandmother for uh, for Mother's Day." Grabbed the motto sandwiches, went over, um, dropped like $40 on those, like whatever, it's fine. And uh, then my mom's like, oh, I want to go out to eat and uh, let's go to Friendly's for dinner. And then it's Mother's Day, so I can't really be like, no, um, even though I was thinking no. even a Friendly's in business anymore? I think the one yeah, by the mall right by the is mall. still there. Really? Yeah. yeah that one, that, and it's always hopping. Guaranteed you're going to have to stand there and wait. Really? Yeah, Because the one in Wyndham's now pizza joint. The one by the strip club in Westbrook is now like a breakfast place. My, oh, so yeah. my that was a friendlies, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. My yeah. mom, it's my been mom like four asked, breakfast places. <laughs> yeah, <since then. laughs> my mom asked to go over there. We sit down and she like, they give us the bill and she's like, no, no, I'll take care of it. And in my right mind, I'm like, you can't fucking like, you can't not, pay for me on Mother's Sun's, Day. It's not Sun's Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Every other it's day actually, Sun's day. you're yeah. never going to believe this, but it's never Sun's Day. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's Sunday. It's the same lady that gave Sage me a bag of rice for Christmas. <laughs> People bring that up. People listen to this show. You're gonna, never going to believe it. But every once in a while, someone's like, Nobody I have not Whatever happened to the seven-pound bag of rice? I have no idea. Did you probably, eat it? Probably fucking sent it to Goodwill or something. Did you like, eat it? No. I I mean, I probably ate a little bit of it, but I have no idea where it fucking ended up. <laughs> Who the fuck needs seven pounds of rice? As much rice as I use in my meal prepping program, I should probably buy a seven-pound bag of rice. Well, it I'll, seems like an odd numbered poundage. It was just... You like know what? Really, you no. know what I was thinking though. Actually, no, when I was seven. on the way up to Oxford, I had to stop and get ice for the cooler. And the five-pound bags of ice, there's absolutely no way that those are five pounds. I literally yeah. went in and grabbed it. It's like yay big. I'm like, this is no, getting ripped off. To be, I thought those were two and a half. So maybe. Well, the, I don't know. I went into the Sunoco right up the road, and I was like, yeah. Gas station right ice is fucking overpriced. All right, I'm just gonna say. Oh, that. it is. <laughs> oh, I, I I think I went into Cumberland Farms down in Connecticut this like it's Stafford weekend and oh, they asked for over five it was like five dollars for a bag of ice and the chain like, would change or tax. Walmart sucks five twelve. Like everything about Walmart sucks except their ice prices. Their ice prices are worth getting out of your vehicle and walking in Buck to get 99. just uh, yeah, to for the big bag. Yeah. 
So I could get like I usually get for my race cooler Are I get we one ice big connoisseurs bag. over here. Yeah. Well, it's all, I'm all <laughs> no, we're, the we're deal. booze bags. So <laughs> hand ice, in hand. I get one big bag and two little bags. That's usually enough ice to get my shit through a race day. So that's what I was gonna get for Rusty's cooler as well. Except I walked into Walmart and they were. I'm like, oh, bad day to be ice because there was none in the cooler. <laughs> oh jeez. And the guy's like, oh, if you want to wait, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, it should be restocked. I'm like, can't, my dude, gotta go. <laughs> they ran out of water. Yeah, they must be freezing it in the back. Yeah. Um, so I go to the. It, I don't even know what it is now. It's a liquor store, but uh, the liquor, the, liquor. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the true Wyndham kids, they know it as the Puffin Stop. Yeah, yeah. It's always going to be the Puffin Stop. The one on the corner, River yeah. Road, and 302. They used to have banging slushies. So I'd get, I get the same, like I said, a big bag and two small bags, and it was like $11 for ice. And I'm like, it's going to melt and get dumped <laughs> on the ground. Like, what the fuck? Not a lot of ROI. The same brand, ice, too. The same, like, exact brand. The company's out of Stanford, I think, that's just ice brand ice or whatever. The the <laughs> same ice that everybody literally gets in Maine. And I'm like, Ice brand know. ice. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> Fuck. 11 bucks. Fucking thanks, Obama. How come we've never seen Poland spring ice? Because they make it in pre-ice form. (laughs) The melted form. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they sell melted ice. (laughs) You've never put a Poland spring bottle in the... the, uh, You'd think that they they already have the product. Why wouldn't they just mark it up 300%? Because they already do and they don't don't have to freeze it. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, Yeah, they get get their product for free. I mean, they're also like a Nestle... the goodwill of water All I'm thinking about is that meme of the guy that... The guy with the crazy hair that's pounding the <laughs> the stand, and he just says, it's too damn high. <laughs> it's gas station ice prices are too damn high. Never mind gas yeah. prices. That's fine. No, gas station ice <laughs> is the, the real, ice, that's what the we're real problem about. with our economy today. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so uh, also at Oxford, uh, Smitty won. So that happened. Yeah, yeah, Smitty won. Catfishing um, motherfucker, Smitty there. In the, he uh, always has been. In the yeah. sportsman, he beat Rick Thompson. Rick and Nick, Thompson Nick Moulton. Nick Moulton had a BFP sticker on his pit box. Oh, did he? Yeah, it well, was like yeah. half ripped off, like falling off, but it was it was there. Oh, I only really cool. noticed that because we were parked literally right next to him. He had a flagged podcast on there. Yep. Good Nick hit a jack stand or a jack every time he came off the racetrack because he was using the pad next to Rusty's, and I laughed oh. every time. And I, I also chuckled, so I know his dad, LJ, pretty well. And... uh so it's Nick, I think Nick's 16 or 17, got two 16 or 17-year-old friends that didn't know the lefts from the rights. Like, Nick's like, hey, take the left front off, and the kid goes to the right front with an impact wrench. <laughs> and LJ's like, Jesus Christ. And I just started cracking up laughing. I'm like, if this isn't my dad with me, my cousin Kevin, and my buddy Brandon when we were 15 racing legend cars, like, it brought me right back to, like, 15 <laughs> years ago. I'm like, yeah, dad brings the kids to summer camp with their race car, and none of them even know how to take a fucking tire off. You'll have that on those bigger jobs, I guess. Thought you that will. Was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon Varney won the Modifieds uh, over uh, Sean Knight and Garrett Lamb. Um, there was a whole whopping 11 of those. Does anybody else in that class have stickers on? Colby Benjamin, probably. Yeah, he Colby seven. I didn't see what happened to AJ Cates. He finished the race but came in on the record all sorts of uh, stove up. He, I don't know if he broke something, but uh, all by his own doing, he took the checkered flag and just hung a right into the wall. <laughs> like I, he was, he was crossed up out of four. It's but not he, that he, bad, buddy. He did he a Jake Johnson. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of, not really. Jake no, Johnson he fucking hit the beer stand. Sound like AJ <laughs> lifted at least. Yeah, I, I don't know what. I I don't necessarily know what happened, but he came off of the fourth turn and just got all crossed up, and then just. Hit the front shoot wall. Yeah, safe to um, say something probably broke. Yeah, I would assume so. But yeah, yeah. no, that uh, and, and unfortunately, that was the only real thing that happened in that race. That was the only uh, yeah. exciting and, uh, part. A fella named Mike Veens won the mini stock race. I guess it was his first ever mini stock tour race win. So good, good for that. Good guy. for that guy. Yeah. And that was really about it from Oxford. The super late model race was 
Um, got off to a to a tough start. Um, lap three, Garrett Hall got into Gary Drew, turned Gary around, and Kyle Salemi about six minutes later come around and just piled <laughs> into him. And then they couldn't <laughs> three laps and later. Then they couldn't figure out how to run the flatbed. Oh my god! So they rode around under caution for a substantial amount of time trying to get Gary fired his car up and drove off. Like, uh, so it Gary was... comes in the pits. We were all on like the back pit area. So Gary comes in pretty hot, obviously. He got wrecked on lap three for 25th place. And he's like doing like a burnout, like drifting into the pits. And then the hood flies up. Oh, and God. he's on the hammer, pointed straight at the pit box I'm sitting on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you at least think about moving? Or Well, it was like in the split second I had to think. I was like, I you, I'm, you're in more danger if you jump off pit box. So hopefully it just like wipes the pit box <laughs> out from underneath you and you just land on your feet. <laughs> But like then, a cat on top of the race car. <laughs> my dad and Gary were like best friends growing up, and I was telling my dad, you know, that part of the story. And dad's like, Gary Drew's a better driver blindfolded than half those guys. You were never in any danger. <laughs> I'm like, eh, yeah, you're probably right. Fair, fair enough, yeah. yeah. He's done the thing a time or two. Yeah. Yeah. Oxford 250 winner. Yeah. So, yeah. and then uh, they, there was a couple cautions early. Like, that was lap three. There was another one on lap eight. I don't remember. Like, something happened again in the four turn, and Ivan Kafel got, like, half the body ripped off. He got clipped, like, by the wreck. So we're now eight laps into this race, and it's been like a half hour. And I'm like, holy fuck, we are never going to get out of here. And then they went on a heater and r- rattled off like 100 laps under green. So that was convenient. Sounds like a pass race. Yeah. 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 There's usually a big one either at the very beginning or the very end, and yeah. then they have a 100-lap stretch of green flag racing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that'll happen. And uh, Cole Butcher, like we said, dominated it pretty pretty well uh, at the end. Nobody really even got close. It was a good race for, like you said, Brad, for third to, like, fifth. It looked like Kurt Gary was going to do the typical Kurt Gary thing where he just qualifies, like, 13th, and it's like, oh, Kurt ain't going to win today, and then lap 50, he just starts mowing him down one right after another. So it's like, oh, shit, like, Kurt's going to be – because it looked like it was just going to be the Butcher and Clark show. And then he, like, got to fourth and worked DJ over, and that was really it. He kind of just stalled out and never made any more progress, never even actually got by DJ. DJ held on for third. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to watch Brandon uh, and Kurt work for their way up because they're uh, running either the back half of the top ten or, or you know in top fifteen at least, and then they kind of both just kind of followed their way up through. And you would have thought, with I think there was a caution with twenty or thirty to go, and uh, I I basically said in the stands, I was like, oh, Kurt Carey just won this race, and he very much did not. So hmm. good for Cole Butcher. Kurt Gary these days isn't the Kurt Gary we saw three, four, or five years ago, I feel. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, he's still fast, and he there. still runs up front, but he definitely doesn't win. Like, he was winning everything there yeah. three or four years ago, and I thought I killed that car. I thought I ended it because <laughs> I hit him wide open at Beatridge so bad that the left front shock landed on the intake of the engine. I'm like, oh, that's the end of that his success. And no, he had Jeff put a clip on it, and I think it went faster <laughs> after. I've been uh, I've heard from several people. It's just it, – Nothing fancy about it. It's just just goes magical race car. Yep. It's one of the one of the those uh the special ones for sure. Uh, he's done a lot of cool shit in that race car. But uh, yeah, Oxford looked like a time. I wish I was there. I I love a good forty car field. Well, why um, weren't you there? But, well, I was at Wiscasset and I was racing, and it was uh it was an eventful night. We'll say uh there was us the pro stocks uh the, <laughs> the Bobby's favorite class the vintage cars were there. Uh, long in a museum <laughs> they were uh so my okay my biggest problem with the vintage cars is that they're cool if they're like the cars that actually ran like back in like the 40s and 50s and 60s but they're not these this is just shit that some old guys had scrapped in their backyard that they wrapped a pipe around a tree to put a cage in and they just want to go racing 
it's like this car isn't special. This car didn't do anything cool. Like this car has no history behind it. You're just mucking up the whole program right now. Uh, as someone who shows up to the racetrack specifically to do Alkaboos and spectate, <laughs> I'm all for the vintage cars being there because you always need a piss break and you always need a beer break. So, I mean, truthfully, I'm not, I don't want to miss anything that is of importance that hasn't tough. been decided before they hit and the And they racetrack. don't even race. There's somebody picked before they even show up to who's going to take the trophy home. And it's just the whole thing. But Yeah, Chris uh, Ogilvy. Yeah, you get it. Exactly. So... Man, um, that guy almost fucking killed me in a legend car at Beechridge one night. Did you deserve it? No, he just, like, he was a wicked nice guy, but he was one of the guys that they started up front, and he just got to watch out on his way to the back. And <laughs> It was like my, I think it was my first ever Thursday Thunder at Beechridge. I drove it in, like, way over my head on the outside trying to clear him, and he drove it in deeper. Oh, good. <laughs> and uh, he spun out, and I, like, checked up. Barely missed him. Evan Boyer right behind me, clobbered him, and ended up like barrel rolling down pit road. <laughs> Jesus. Like, looking at my mirror, I'm like, Oof. Where was that? That was Beatridge. Oh, like 2009. <laughs> Where was that? Um, Beatridge. Oh. Where was it? What's Beatridge? Oh, the Amazon warehouse on Holmes <laughs> oh, Road. Okay. Oh. <laughs> took me a second to smell Sick. what you were stepping yeah. in. 70 yeah. Holmes Road, whatever that is now. <laughs> Beatridge stopped existing to me in 2017 when I quit racing there, so like... The, this, uh, I forget that it was a loss for the rest of you last year. Yeah, Beatridge so. stopped existing for me about a week ago when everyone started posting the videos of Beatridge not existing anymore. It hit me like I, real hard. I like I get, and and if anybody should be sentimental about it, I feel like I should be would be one of them, right? Correct. Love that place. Um, to me, the people that are going there and posting videos and pictures and hashtag save the speedway, yeah, all that. Most of which I've seen are people that weren't around all that much weren't there every week weren't they they just like the clout of it correct and they're they're welcome to 2022 right welcome <laughs> to facebook and you know filling jars up full of dirt and this that the other thing which fine if that works for you th- th- absolutely but to me that's the equivalent of like going into the autopsy room and cutting a finger off your banana so you can have it in your living room like it's weird <laughs> like it's dead leave it just bury it and it's gone. Save your pictures. It, it, it is what it is. I don't. I don't that need is, a. That pl- is that is like selfie in front of the casket vibes. Yeah, I don't need a. I don't need a plank from the grandstands. I don't need dirt. No, I got plenty of shit from Beecher. Yeah, like, I, I got trophies. I got flags. I got, I got, all yeah, that exactly. Shit. I got trophies, flags, pictures, memories. That's all I need. I, I, I don't know. I don't need. I don't need part of the fence. I would. I, I would have liked one more turn five beer, but the last weekend we were there, that Thursday night race, I drank thirty seven of them. So yeah, my last. My last night. Last memory of beer. Beatridge is shotgunning a beer on the start finish line and then walking out of that place. So yeah, that's I can't yeah, really have, go back. Somebody got a video of that from the flag stand. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. anyway, back to oh right, yeah. So I raced it <laughs> we with Cassidy. Way <laughs> so I raced it with Cassidy. Vintage cars to Chris Ogilvy to me almost dying <laughs> to Beatridge is dead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I raced it with Cassidy. It was a it was an eventful night uh, to say the least. Uh, the pro stocks I think started like. I don't know. They're typical eleven cars. Uh, lap half, they wrecked half the field. Uh, Josh Sinclair got absolutely fucking destroyed to the point where, like, the rear end was just out of the race car before it was even back of the pit pad. And that, as a Stephen Nassie fan, that is uh, uh, oopsie daisies. Yeah. Oh, that's that he a, did that run. A, oh, that was that is a fuck over. Yeah, I forgot about that. Last year, yeah. That is a what a shame. Uh, yeah. So uh, that happened. Uh, there was some shitbox racing against. Uh, I guess. Not Dustin Sally, the guy who won, but the guy who finished second, but eventually won because of a disqualification. Um, there was there was a wager on the night. The the presenting sponsor, I, I please forgive me, I forget who it was. It was some dump truck guy. Um, said that if you win your heat race, 
and you choose to take the tail and you win the feature, you get an extra 500 bucks. Uh, I think the only person that did that was one of the shit boxes. Uh, he won his heat race, started dead last. They had like 20 of the fucking things too and drove it all the way back up to second uh, on the racetrack. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, we went racing and, uh, practice. We, we did some wholesale changes this week compared to last week, changed all four springs, um, had a little bit different theory in terms of weights and percentages and stuff like that. So we came back with that and seemed as though we just kind of lacked raw speed all day. Like it handled decent, but just was mid pack on the, the speed charts there. So about the second practice, we were eighth, I think nothing crazy and uh went out for the heat race <laughs> or actually we I was talking to Matt I was like yeah let's just change this for the next practice he's like what do you mean I was like yeah the third practice he's like they only do two here I was like Sweet should be oh fuck yeah honestly I don't think we even need two you should have one fucking 5 minute round that's it <laughs> dirt Done. racing you get three laps so yeah consider yourself lucky to get two rounds uh, NASCAR only does one round too now so it seems necessary just follow follow them true NASCAR should uh, heat race though, but that's beside the point. Back to Wisconsin. Back to Wisconsin. So, uh, because <laughs> we did <laughs> because we did so poorly the first race, uh, we started fourth in the first heat, uh, which that's usually uh, it, for it's uncharted territory for me. One, be- the low point heat because it's the low point heat. <laughs> Two, it's a, against a bunch of people I don't really know. So now you combine that, and I'm with a bunch of people I don't know in the low heat at a. Different you're like the new so. kid at the new school, <laughs> and now you're forced to sit with like the Naruto runners <laughs> for lunch. Oh, if you saw the rest of the night, that's exactly what it was. Um, so in front of me was Brett Osman, uh, good little race car driver. Uh, to the inside of us was I don't even know anybody's names yet. It's the 58. Yeah, that Brett kid's pretty good normally. He yeah. must have had a bad opening night as well. Yeah, I think he wrecked. Uh, but on pole was the 58. Couldn't tell you who that was. Mike Wallace was to my inside, the like, 35. Like the NASCAR driver? Same guy, yeah. <laughs> so we took the green, and naturally Brett and I were two lengths ahead of those two guys going down the backstretch. So, uh, yeah, so I was in second, and uh, Brett had a good race car. I I, I – could have tried to force the issue i didn't really think i needed to so matt was like just save it if you can't just blow right around him so we kind of rode around the rest of the heat race got second which they do like beechridge was they did the first heat up front then the second heat but there was three heats so it was first heat second heat third heat so a lot of the fast guys were way out back we had 20 plus cars again and this is where the fuckery commenced okay (laughs) um wiscasset has a rule that they made very, very clear. Yeah, and, yeah. Our exhaust has a point towards the ground. We got it. <laughs> yeah, out the door. Uh, and they said that... I'd let it go. The, the, they said that the race doesn't start by the leader or the outside leader. It does not start off the race car driver. It starts off the flag from the flag guy. They made that very clear in the driver's meetings that they have every week for every division. Okay. So we go in the first initial start. And mind you, this was not... Brett's fault or my fault, but the pace car damn near stopped coming off of four. And we almost wrecked the pace car. So they threw the yellow out, restarted us again. Okay, fine. Well, they have a rule where if, based off the flagger, it is the official start of the race, you get one shot at it, period. So after we almost wrecked the race car, again, in my mind, I'm on the outside pole. I have a tire on him because you don't want him to jump it on you. I'm waiting for the flag to drop or at least the flagger to flinch or something. Well, he never does. 
and Brett Osman takes off in the middle of three and four. So the whole inside line's going, I pick it up, just not get run over. Right, but you presume that, hey, probably not going to let this star fly. Right. So I waited until the flagger fl- threw the flag. He throws it. I then go basically at the flag stand, almost like a pass start. But you're now 12. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, now the whole inside row is blown by us. They call it back down the back stretch. And what they do there, if the you can't get it right the first time, they swap the first and second row. So because the 05 took off and I didn't, we were both penalized. So I am now starting fourth when I was supposed to be second. He's third when he should have been on pole. So I'm more confused than anything, I guess, but it is what it is. We start racing, fall back in line. Okay, now I'm up to third. Fine. We're a good, good little race car. Just going to try and ride it out here and, and, and go from there. Well, Michael Harrison also had a very fast race car, and I saw him. He pulled up to the inside. I gave him the groove going into three and four. And, Bobby, you should be aware of this with the Flappy Birds. You do a, you don't have no mirrors, right? So you do a lot of sound like you were in the go-karts, right? You can hear the race cars. Well, in these big cars now that we're adults, you can hear if somebody lifts, typically. Well, all I heard was, boof, pop. And he uh, just drove. He, I think he might have tried to get in the race car with me. <laughs> uh, gave, I gave him what I thought was the entire inside groove. He cut his right front tire down. He then parked it on the racetrack, brought out an intentional yellow that the racetrack then penalized him for. I like that rule. I'm okay with that, too. So he's all mad at me. His entire family's flipping me off down all over the fence and hanging off at it and this, that, the other thing. I'm okay, whatever. And uh, from there, I was very much the new kid in school uh, where Josh Sinclair got up behind me, never even attempted to pass me. Uh, I was not in the way we're just in line trying to race punts me in the left rear shuffles me up the racetrack i get back down behind him two laps later the yellow 11 car whoever that is same thing never even attempted to pass me just punts me in the left rear shuffles me up the racetrack so now i'm angry (laughs) (laughs) so now i fall back in line again and uh the good old 47 car him and i are getting off to a really good start here brandon bailey he -hmm. tries to wreck me for at least eight laps and just couldn't do it. Could not do it. Uh, he then just never lifted going into one punts me out of the way. I cross him back over, get back around him. And when that happened, yellow came out and Bubba Pelton's all mad at me where he was nowhere even around us. And he's flipped me off, like driving by me under yellow, screaming <clears throat> out the window. Bubba Pelton's the only guy that's ever shook his fist at me in a race car. <laughs> And I, I'm just, I'm more confused at this point than anything because I, I lost the front row starting spot because of somebody else. I've now been hit by four race cars, and Bubba Pelton's mad at me, and I wasn't even racing Bubba. So did anyone take your lunch money while they were at they, it? Yeah, they might as well have. Give you a uh, swirly. <laughs> uh, so Michael Harrison drove back up through the entire field, hit basically every race car on the way back to third on the racetrack. Uh, went to victory lane thinking he had finished third and the racetrack was like, no, you were literally two laps down. Because <clears throat> what is it, a two-lap penalty? I believe for... it's two, yeah. Um, or one, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it was eventful. We we brought it home sixth after all that. Uh, so not a terrible night. Not terrible. Better points night than last time. Um, it's just we're, we're not in Kansas anymore, and I think I need to realize that. I'm used to racing against real race car drivers. Now we're racing with cavemen, so – 
So uh, what you're saying is the old Charlie is about to come back and you're going to snap. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, sounds like we ought to go to Wiscasset in a couple weeks. <laughs> I know. Well, see, I was just literally as he was talking in, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait to go to Wiscasset. Uh, when's we'll the be, next Wiscasset we'll race? We'll be at Lee uh, that that's uh, Lee. So, yeah, yeah. can't do that. Um, no, it's just, but, like I said, it's just frustrating because, you know, I'm. I, I'm I'm not Jimmy Johnson by any means. I'm not a, I'm not a top notch race car driver, but I'm used to being. If you able were, to go, the podcast would be doing way better. You get it. Mm. So I'm used to being able to run side by side <laughs> with somebody for multiple laps, and you rub maybe whatever, at least try to pass people, and then I just got shuffled out of the way by four cars, and we weren't even really slow, so that was frustrating. And like I said, we're just gonna go back. I know what I got to do now. We don't have a bad race car. We're gonna put the work in. We know. We think we know what changes we need to make. So we'll just uh, we'll be back. And the funny what. It's funny that you said that though about the old Charlie because I got out of the race car. I looked at Matt and Ashley, and I'm more bummed for them because they put a ton of effort into it. Like they they give up date nights, like they drive to the shop. They live in Winthrop, mm-hmm. uh, not near Wyndham, right? Winthrop, <laughs> and um, also not Hiram. I've been told that very specifically. Um, but they they drive an hour to the shop. You know, they put in a ton of time. I put in a ton of money to do it. Also a ton of time, and that's just how you get treated when you're at the racetrack so uh i'm more bummed for them but i looked at you know the two of them and Lindsay. i'm like if this was five years ago i'd probably be in jail tonight i i would have probably just right reared somebody because i i didn't give a fuck um but again you know new sandbox trying to figure out the 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 law there i guess and and go from there so 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 you and william byron had similar weekends just yeah not (laughs) not getting attempted what the fuck was that that was um, awesome. I loved every second of it. I, I don't really like I like I don't mind Billy. No, I, guess. I like him. I don't no. think he's my favorite, but nope. I, I certainly don't I like Joey Logano. Certainly do not. And, and that's why I love it, because everyone like if anyone else had done that to Byron, like a likable driver, everyone would think it was fucking awesome. Like it was awesome when Ross Chastain did it a few weeks ago, but but Logano did it, so everybody's all up in arms. Brad's turning more red right now just because <laughs> it was not awesome when Ross Chastain did it. It was not no. even awesome when Chase Elliott did it till Joey Logano. It was not even attempting to fucking pass them. What bums me out is that, that I could have been up... a hell of a finish. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it, I was going to say. It should have been. Joey a fuck was going to win the race regardless. Yeah. I mean, William. Speaking of boat anchors earlier, he threw one out too. Left five to go. He was Absolute. like fucking three tenths slower than any other lap. <laughs> that's like aggressive. Th- yeah. And that that's where Joey Logano's a fucking moron, like William Byron said, is that instead of you could have very very easily passed him. He didn't even try to pass him no. when he got right to him, he just punted him right and the not fuck only out of the he, way. You could you could also punt a guy and not fucking have him bang the wall down and ruin his day. Like you could have punted him enough to like just but roll it, by, but instead he hit him so hard that he just shot into the fence and it, ended up on like 12. Just drove straight into the back of him, straight through him, like a, f- a real fucking grade-A asshole, dumbass fucking... All now William Byron has to do is just keep that in the back of his mind, then when the playoffs start, just fucking wreck Joey yeah. Logano like happened. It's happened before. I certainly <laughs> hope he does a better job than Martin Truex. I or, certainly hope he, I does hope he does just the as good Kent- as Matt Kenseth did. <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, message received. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, understood the assignment, as the kids on the Tic Tac say. My biggest problem with it was that Joey, Log- Joey Logano gets out of the race car. Like, Billy had, like, totally ruined his – or tried to ruin his day before that. That, to me, looked like more of a racing incident than just not lifting I don't going even, a corner. If you watch the in-car, I mean, the, the overhead camera, like whatever the fucking camera is on top of Joey Logano's car, I don't even know that they actually touched. And But if you listen to Joey Logano, he, yeah, before he they even do touch, he very much has to crack the throttle numerous times before he puts himself in the fence. But 
like so, I said, he was acting like like Billy tried to ruin his day, and yeah. he's still faster than him at the end. But he's also talking like he's never done that ever. Like he's he's never made a mistake ever in a race car or tried to rough somebody up. Well, like Joey Logano is known for just literally wrecking somebody. Yeah, that's to, like, like that's honestly how he wins all of his races. Yeah, he I would have respected literally it more. Somebody. I I want someone to do this someday, even though I don't think anyone will. I would have respected it more if Logano had just got out and Victor Lane said, "I never touched him." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I never touched uh, him. He got tight. Yeah. So <laughs> well, so that's the, and that's the thing too is that Billy was very clearly like running the bottom. He said that he was too loose or whatever, and fucking yeah, his right too, rear was his right rear was he was running smoked. he was running low, and Logano was running high the Could've, last thirty laps. All he had to do was just drive into turn three and four, run the high side, and he's gonna have a fuck of a uh, fuck of a run down the front shoot, and we're gonna get something like Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven. But instead, he just fucking drives straight through him like Joey Logano, classic Joey Logano. And just I don't. I, it's too bad that Billy couldn't yeah. have fucked him up just enough for our pal Reddick to. Well, he tried. He tried. He <laughs> took a swipe and missed, yeah. but he fucking tried for sure. That thing was suctioned to the wall, or else we would have been cheering for Tyler Reddick being in victory lane right now. He probably wouldn't How even be here. He'd be out Tyler fucking Reddick beers with Nealon somewhere. How many times is Tyler Reddick going to finish second before he wins a race? I don't know. Second, third, whatever. I. I think that they got a stretch of races coming up where Tyler Reddick might be. Able he's going to gonna win one, and then through. he's going to win like eleven 13, in yeah. a row. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that kid's pretty fucking good at what he does. But uh, speaking of Darlington, though, we're, we're under this uh, little new segment that we have here, the Puskas oh, Pooper right. Review. Uh, Chris Puskas, he's the engine guy for Austin Sindrick and works for Team Penske. So he goes to all Do of these Do you have to sit tracks. on the toilets weird at Darlington? Like you have to run a weird line around the racetrack? Or? Well, Bob, it's funny that you <laughs> asked that. Uh, so here it is, the official Puskas Pooper Review for Darlington. Uh, a new low, by the way. Bad. Weird. Uh, There's really nothing nice about <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, 4.6. Uh, stall on the smaller side. Looks to be the toilets from... Wait, what? Looks to be the toilets from when they built this place. In the stall, 60s. <laughs> stall Correct. art is in abundance. Oh, I love a good stall art. Sing- that should make it get points. <laughs> Single ply toilet paper. And Ooh, let's not forget yeah. the mold growing from the ceiling. Oh, that's tough. That's real tough. Uh, also, the toilet seat is very loose. And when wiping... He almost fell off. <laughs> uh, get your shit together, Darlington. I assume that was pun intended. Uh, I understand why it's the truck, why it's the track too tough to tame. <laughs> uh, uh, the toilet uh, too been, tough to tame. You've been to Darlington, have you not? Yeah, Darlington? I hope that they never get their shit together because it is quite literally like walking into the 1950s. Really? No, uh, I mean the the they have wooden fucking like fold up bleacher seats that's fantastic it's un- it everything's ju- yeah it's just old i mean and i love it i just i don't want them to change anything i love the throwback weekend i don't care that they play they changed the numbers i saw a lot of race teams being like 1975 and 2022 with like the handshake emoji i get it like love that because you are very much putting an old scheme on a new car uh that being said brad Keselowski's car looked fucking ridiculous and, um, and the racing gods uh, punished him by making him crash like five times in the first 10 laps yeah i, I, I austin Cindrix was by far one of the worst i think <laughs> yeah i didn't that even was pretty bad yeah i mean the the menards throwback to the menard <clears throat> scheme that was ran three weeks ago that that's basically got some some action there. What does yeah. a pirate say when you kick him in the balls? Dominards! <laughs> I'm going to say that every time we bring up Menards. I think that's the fourth uh, time uh, I've said that on here. Well, well we wish, are children, so that makes sense. I wish that we... Are Menards! I wish that we uh, wouldn't. I, I just... I can't... <laughs> that's why I keep doing it, dude. I can't get... I can't get behind, like, anything T. Penske does, I don't think. Like, we were, I was on the golf course with, with Jake Rogers, and Jake Rogers is a notable, like, diehard Team Penske guy. Well, his, and he, his, his uncle used to be the, the driver for the 22 Xfinity team, and, so he's he's... Like the the hall that tried, didn't drive oh, the race yeah. car. Yeah, like, his uncle was Sam Hornish. <laughs> <laughs> so 
he uh, oh, he used to drive the hauler. I should should have specified. He, that. We we're just standing like in the middle of we're like halfway through our round of golf, and he just looks at me. and He goes, "Yeah, I, I can't do it." Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I cannot do it anymore. I hate everything about him. I, I used to be the biggest Team Penske guy you could find. I, I even fucking hate Blaney now. And I was like, you know, it's funny because I do, I am starting to think, I as a Ryan Blaney fan, uh, would be on my, my Mount Rushmore of drivers currently in the NASCAR uh, Cup Series, I do think Ryan Blaney is starting to become the most overrated driver in NASCAR. Certainly uh, doing so a little with a lot right now. Well, yeah. My, my, my thing with the Penske deal is that none of them are relatable. No. You've got... The the kid one kid driving whose dad basically runs the team. He's the new Roger Penske when Roger dies. Mind you, Roger Penske is like 185 years old, so that's going to happen pretty soon. You have Ryan Blaney, whose dad was a Cup driver, just a rich kid. It's fine. Joey Logano, very yeah. well known for being wealthy, <laughs> getting into the sport. That's how we got there. Um, I can't relate to any of those three. I assume that either of you two can either, where your general probably median fan <laughs> I mean, base it would right be, now I'd be remiss to say I haven't got opportunities because of who my dad is, but not on that level. Are you driving a cup car, Bob? No. Okay. No, I was driving an old super late model <laughs> that <laughs> I had to half build myself. Well, <laughs> you, you can also admit to the circumstance, right? Correct. The one thing that bothers me, me, the one thing that drives me nuts is that, and, the, and there are certain things to be said for humility and acting like you've been there before, this, that, the other thing. Mind you, I'm going to cause a scene every time I want to race. Like, I'm going to burn the race car down, get in the pickup truck, burn the pickup truck down, go out, burn fucking the Tahoe down, whatever. I don't care. The old port down. The old port, I whatever. Uh, is, I think there's some pretty sick bars, like, around Wiscasset on the water, isn't there? I have no idea. I don't, <laughs> like, again, I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> well, well, once you win, let us know, and we'll come party. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is that, like, Ryan Blaney, he went, he'll win a cup race. And he's he's acting like he won a ping pong tournament in his basement or something. It's like he doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it fucking drives me nuts. And Austin Sindrick, he's kind of a dweeb, but like he was at least excited to win the Daytona 500. It looked like. And yeah. then Joey Logano, he he's kind of a fucking schmuck, but like he was at least excited to win the race. Oh, he and was then, giddy, like a little yeah. child out there. Yeah. Uh, also, too, uh, cool that he shouted out Silver City Quarter Midget Club. Uh, I think that car was like a throwback. It to was his, his quarter midget. Yeah, yeah. And he was wearing like his like my dad's like, why is he wearing a Logano Motorsports Ten hat? I'm like, that yeah. was like his childhood like midget yeah. hat. Yeah, that's it was like, like year. It was a year ago that somebody like hauled his original quarter midget to like a racetrack to give to him. Like somebody restored it or he had it in the hauler or something. Something went on. I don't remember the details. Yeah. I think his dad might have had something to do with that. Yeah. They restored it and brought it back to silver city. And like, he gave a bunch of money to silver city to like help him keep going. Which, which we, I, I bring that up because our good pal, Daniel Eugene, uh, is very much involved with the silver city quarter midget club where, uh, I'd like to make a trek out, trek out there at some point this year, see what that's all about. Apparently, they had quite the car count the uh, other week for their opening day. They got rained out this past week, so that's tough. But uh, definitely its own little uh, world, just like we're uh, getting ready to go to Bartlett on Friday for opening day uh, at the dirt track there. So all sorts of cool things happening there. Uh, cool to see go-karts, quarter midgets, uh, all entry-level divisions kind of opening back up to the kids who eventually need to replace us, Bob. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, we're going to get Bradley a microphone, too, on Friday and see what the fuck happens with that. Probably a lot of fucks. Um, please, oh, don't. please don't. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> we, uh, it's bad enough that we had to go on damage control for Charlie once. I don't feel bad or apologize in any way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna if your kid's a fucking idiot, that's your fault, not the kid's fault. Okay. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, that doesn't mean you should abuse them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to abuse the parents. Well, I don't. 
teach. Anyway, you said you don't. You said you don't. How about those Patreon questions? <laughs> to each their own. Um, Are we done talking about Darlington? Uh, well, I don't know. We never even touched on the truck race. Right, that's, that, what, uh, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So, uh, who won that again? There's just some. That's how noble of a race it was. About pick up my... No, I think it was a pretty good race. I was just kind of bummed out because Carson Hosevar didn't win, even uh, though John uh, Hunter did. Oh yeah, fuck. That's why I was forgettable. Um, yeah, Carson Hosevar. He was digging. He's, he's the Tyler Reddick of the truck series, just finishing second all the time. But we were all fucking rooting for him. But yeah, our just, uh, our whole group chat was having a NAS truck night in America, and uh, unfortunately, our guy didn't get the win. But um, yeah, John Anemachek won that. Was uh, I mean. It was Darlington. There's a truck series at Darlington. They're, the truck series tends to wreck a lot of shit. Um, and uh, I don't know. They didn't seem like it was too bad of a race. They had a pretty, um, you know. I was pretty bummed. Pretty good battle what for the win, at say, least. What do you get to say, I was pretty bummed Stafford got rained out Friday night. We were looking forward to having a having a flow racing night at in a, at Raspberry Way that didn't happen. I've, I've never been glued out. to the uh, radar at, for a race that I wasn't going <laughs> to go to. We weren't going to. Yeah, <laughs> I was absolutely like, I was I was like, oh, the, the rain looks like it's going to hold off. I don't know. I'm fucking yelling at Tom, the modified guy in our group chat. Just, you know, him and I are bitching back and forth. I'm like, they're not going to rain out. They're not going to rain out. And then he's just like, oh, I just got word that they're going to rain out. I'm like, oh, sick. Awesome. So that was, that was a bummer. Definitely I uh, was looking forward to going and sitting down. I've never really watched a flow broadcast like that live, so... Was I uh, was all excited just for uh, that to get postponed or not postponed but canceled? Um, yeah, I mean a little bit more uh, housekeeping. Well, I had Dustin Sally win, and then uh, I guess he they got that taken away, so that's a bummer. Um, uh, Brian Kruzek won the uh, Grand, Grand State, State race. Pro Stocks Star. Yeah, which uh, I was chalk. A special shout out to Johnny Peters drove all the way up from I believe he lives in Mooresville now. Yeah, just, he lives down in North Carolina somewhere. Just to race, he finished on the podium in third. Yeah, Luke Hinckley finished second. Yep, friend, of the, a, friend of the program. Yeah, big friend of the program. Another friend of the program, Max Dolliver, got the win on dirt. I know that uh, Jake Perry won somewhere as well. Uh, yeah, on dirt. The, the one takeaway I got, guys. so you remember the refreshments banner above the pit concession stands at Beechridge. Yep. had some pro uh, had like the pro all star series cars like just the noses of them like lined up it had a a vision of like or a picture of speedy the bus well bear ridge bought that and put that on their concession stand that's pretty cool so you can see like the flag man and the flag stand in the background you just see refreshments and speedy's <laughs> big stupid face <laughs> was the suit ever for sale on auction i'm not sure the speedy suit i don't know huh we should have got that if it was yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's so. Bear Ridge is where Max won. So yeah, I, have you out. ever? I've never Bear Ridged before. Have I've you? never. Bradley Babb went there a few times, and he was like, it was like taking a step back into the eighties. He's like the he won the fifty fifty there one night, but you didn't get money. You got a quart of firewood. Fuck yeah! So he just like no, that's what my family does. You just have it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably gave this to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're in Vermont. So. No, I'm saying I, uh, it's either maple syrup or wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess talking about. William Byron and uh, and boot scooting and boogieing and stuff like that. He uh, he he moved our pal Stephen Nasty out of the way for a win. That uh, I uh, <laughs> yeah, less than twenty four hours before uh, being all butt hurt that he got moved for a win. <laughs> yeah, I guess he must have forgot about that. Uh, I also didn't know at the time when Joey Logano got into him that he had moved Stephen Nasty out of the way until I watched a uh, replay a couple hours later after the race. But uh, we don't condone that because I did see that Nasty's white super late model there has a has a BFP sticker on it. So that uh, that would have been cool to see parked in victory lane. Um, so I guess I'm not the biggest William Byron fan. I, I do like Hendrick Motorsports, but we do not condone the, uh, the violence on the, uh, the BFP pals. But, uh, my, one of my weapons does come from Nashville, uh, Albert Francis. Was that the guy that started on the pole? 
the yeah the 33 that wrecked in front of the whole field so mike rainville and i have this neat little thing every time we we used to there was like a three-year stretch where we were just at jennerstown at the same time because he was living in ohio and we'd show up and albert francis for the motor mountain masters race would be either the fastest car or the top three fastest and we would get a whole group of people together do two picks snake draft and albert francis if you didn't know who he was would go to someone that didn't really know what they were talking about um, because Mike and I would be like, oh, who's going to be the you know sore son of a bitch that picks Albert Francis? Because he literally is always an absolute rocket, and I think he wrecked a, like wrecked himself on a lap car in the a dart without leading. feathers. Yeah, he re- like he is always good for wrecking um, while being very very fast, and uh, well. Now he went viral for it. So uh, he was he was he, he was starting on the pole, went down the back chute, just got all crossed up and wrecked in front of the entire field like, and jumped long at least straightaways at Nashville. Like, and he wrecked going the straightest of straight. Not only did he spin the thing out going straight, he overcorrected it in front of the whole field. I did yep. see that. I and, did see uh, that. My comment got some pop on Speed 51's post. I tagged Brad in it. And it was like us playing iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure, the that Boucher kid that I wrecked playing iRacing was the first one to like it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that was uh, something that I uh, would have expected to see, I guess. But he is definitely my weapon of the week. He, uh, he killed a, nice... a lot of good cars. Oh, <laughs> k- killed, <laughs> killed, <laughs> killed with a T, yeah. tilted, like, dead. Take him out back, like he, tilted, killed. He saw their <laughs> saw their finger yeah. off and take it home. <laughs> have They're you dead. seen what that is now? It's like a, yeah, yeah. What it, is it? it? <laughs> so I went there like. Two days after they opened, I went with Nate Barth and Josh Hodgson, bringing oh. the kids to dinner. <laughs> and and there, so for those that don't know, uh, in South Portland by the mallish area uh, was a tilted kilt. Was a tilted kilt. Well, COVID happened, so now there's not a tilted kilt. Uh, it has since been purchased by a very nice, I believe, Cambodian family that sells um, like crawfish boiled dinners. Like from Louisiana, right? <laughs> very weird, <laughs> very interesting, very niche, yeah, <laughs> very niche market. Um, so I brought I brought the boys over there. We had some some crawfish and um, oh, crawdads. Yeah, it was a weird weird meal. Uh, a lot of the uh, stuff on the walls is still there from Tilted Kilt. Uh, so you have like so it's plaid it's, skirts and push up bras, <laughs> but it's like it's like run down and dungy and uh, uh, weird vibe for sure. So you should definitely go recommend. It. I think it's called like the Shaking Crab, mm. right. Shaking Crabs or something like that. Or... I'm gonna pass, but you uh, you keep bringing the kids. <laughs> Sounds there. like something Maybe you next... get from uh, an Atlantic City hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went yeah. once. That was plenty. Uh, I don't really need to go back, but you know, if anybody needs a story, I highly recommend going. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna keep going to Atlantic City and take Bob's route. Um, <laughs> Getting your shaking crabs the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode one sixty-six. Getting yeah. your shaking crab the old-fashioned way. I like that. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Um, all right. So I guess. Well, I guess there was also an Xfinity race at uh, at uh, Darlington that we didn't even compl- mention whatsoever. I didn't get to watch any of it. Yeah, but I didn't I even that, know there was one. I, I, saw, then I saw that Justin Allgaier one. Maybe. Yeah, they yeah. did circles. Justin second. Allgaier won. Noah finished second. Yeah, and, yeah. Noah was uh, was digging for a while. I know he led a bunch of laps, but uh, then uh, ended up losing to Justin Allgaier. Um, so that well, wow, all, all of our pals finished second this weekend. That's a lot cool. Of second place pals. Um, all right, so one of the Patreon questions, uh, I believe Kristen Wilson Smith says, "If you guys could race anyone's race car, who would it be and why?" I don't know if Ooh. it's like a burning desire of mine. Like I, I did all I ever want to do in super late model racing, but 
somebody was asking me today at work, you know, what would, what would like, what opportunity would need to be presented for you to go back super late model racing? And like, we brought up Curtis Gary earlier when he was on a tear. Like I would love to just jump in that thing and race at Oxford in a pass race just to see What's what it's like it. to drive a car that's that good or, you know, what he was doing. Like, It's not, trust me, Oxford's boring. Super late models at Oxford are even more boring. But I would like to just, just to try it, just see, like, could I win in that car? You know, what, what, you know, what yeah. do I do as a driver? Could I be that fast? And, you know, get the opportunity knowing, like, you're probably going to win the race today. Because that's, for a while, that was Curtis. Like, he's probably going to win this race. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was definitely everybody's uh, top pick. Cool. A lot but I also would have liked to drive, like, Jonathan McKennedy's big block super modified right now for the same reason. Because he literally has not lost a race in three years. And if he's at White Mountain this Sunday, he's going to win. <laughs> that's it yep that's, that's he it. has not lost a race he hasn't been to every race in the last three years but he has not been beaten since 2018 in a big block super modified really that's a fact that is a fact I did he won the that. last race levine alone the car he won at least the last one or two races that lee owned it um somebody else purchased the car from lee and turned it to a number 79 middlesex interiors car and he has not lost a race yet so it'd be pretty fun to drive that somewhere too same thing like I know I'm not as good of an open wheel driver as John McKennedy, so I probably wouldn't win in a race. But like, be cool to drive something like knowing that it goes that good. Uh, yeah, I think my answer would be the uh, the 54 Xfinity car for Ty Gibbs. I would love to just jump in that thing at like Loudon and go out there and finish 12th, like having no experience whatsoever, and <laughs> well, just, just everyone just be pr- like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and just then, prove and then that Tyler Tomasi <laughs> can put you on blast on Snapchat too. Yeah. Oh, oh I hope that's your weapon of the week because I completely one A and one B. But again. We'll talk. Put we'll, the goddamn phone away. Exactly. Kid. Just put yeah. it down. Put yeah. it away. No, just, but I, I just think that that car. Obviously, everyone obviously uh, obviously says that that's the best car in the field. Um, and I would just love to just jump in that thing and just out of nowhere just go and run top fifteen, being fucking Brad from Wyndham. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Driving car number fifty four at Wyndham. That's Bradley <laughs> Zazier in the Monster Energy Toyota Camry. Uh, no, I, I think for me it would be the uh, old 69 Superbird. Nice. I think those would nice. be sick, like the Richard Petty winged fucking warrior deals. Yeah, held in by a rope doing 200 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, I think that would be just fucking badass. That's one of like my absolute dream cars. I thought that those things are sick. They, I, I love the just the asinine fucking thinking about like behind them like dodge and chrysler literally made those and made x amount just so that they could run them as a production vehicle in nascar um the wings are so tall because they oversaw how big the fucking trunk lid was and that's it literally has to be that big to open the trunk uh (laughs) i never knew that (laughs) yeah because they're fit they're fixed on the quarter panels and the trunk is fucking eight miles long so like you put a dead body in there yeah so it has to be that tall to get the trunk open uh, I just I just love those cars. I always have. Uh, that would be like a past one, current one. Uh, I I've always thought I've always wanted to try like what Bobby does a three fifty super. I think that that would be cool. I keep saying um, every year, and I never do it. But I want to at the end of the year just go rent star in an afternoon, just like tell all my friends like, hey, bring your fire suit and a blank check. Yep. Like if you if you kill yourself, <laughs> I'm gonna drain your bank account, but so I can replace my race car. But other than that, like yeah, then like my sister wants to try. My dad's actually never driven that car as a three fifty. Obviously, it was uh, his as a big block. I but, say, yes, he has. But, but <laughs> he has never. He's never so much as even fired it up as a crate engine car. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I always thought that that would be cool, like, present-day type stuff. I've always really been interested in trying, like, uh, like r- r- maybe not super realistically, but, like, an ARCA race or something like that, just to see... Well, I'd, and I'd see, like to think again, that if any of us got an Aventurini car, we could probably win an ARCA race. Well, that, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and, and just see, like, kind of like you were talking about with the Super Late Model, just see, like, is it 
is it are they that bad are they really that that bad? was going to be my answer yeah. was ty gives his arca car just because yeah, it's the Sammy, exact same Sammy thing Smith, but, um yeah which they won at nashville again congrats to them and ryan we're, blanchard we're, yeah running a cup car on the arca series they should win every race <laughs> yeah <laughs> also a cup car in the xfinity series too yeah. uh-huh. yeah. uh, matt scene asked what top well, i assume what are your top two gas station junk food items you're grabbing oh. on a road trip Go for go first. Uh, Slim Jims, every time, never fails to the point where Bradley almost like gets irritated because it's so predictable every time. I think I don't know that I uh, get irritated. <laughs> it's just super weird. I just I, just, I, I hate Slim Jims. I love a Slim I, Jim. I don't I mind Slim Jims. It's but just it's my, definitely not something I'm going to buy. If I'm going to a gas station, it's just a quick snack. And I, I I had this conversation today with Lindsay. We went to to Walmart, and I was like, I just really want a Slim Jim because they're always in that like the garbage fucking portion just That's before the register where uh-huh. they belong right which is fine <laughs> but like but like i, I the, just the re- last minute trash items you should buy before leaving here i had that conversation she's like those aren't even that good are they i was like no not really they're they're kind of gross honestly <laughs> she's like why the fuck do you eat them i was like i don't know because when i was little I, my dad used to work for uh feelings oil um so one of like his second or third job at the time would be delivering oil around places and i would go with him and the only place open at you know at night when you're doing that 11 12 1 a.m whatever it is is a gas station we'd always get like hot dogs and slim jims so i've just i was always used to that and i just i it's always my little gas station go-to and maybe like a nos yeah okay. i'm uh i don't know i you I like don't a know. donut a what, a what you like a donut i feel <clears throat> oh the little sleeve of donuts yeah those are those no, are pretty, i've, I I've like never done that a few times I've ne- i i i would be willing to bet that really? under under two times Ever, I've gone into the gas station and gotten a sleeve of them things. No, like the little, no, not the sleeves. They're like the small bags of like. Uh, also, also, same thing. Same, same. That's just a bigger really? quantity. Of Who them. am I thinking of then? I, mean, I don't that, know. But that's I've, a wicked me thing. I've <laughs> oh, maybe it is you. <laughs> I was gonna say I've, I've most definitely. I don't know that even once, but maybe once because I'm I'm very weird when I when I walk into a gas station. I have no idea what the fuck I'm getting. Usually, you can find me getting like a slice of pizza or some shit or like the fucking really shitty taquitos that are Beer basically slim gyms. Um, that yeah, I mean. I'm I'm a big uh depends, you know, if if I feel like oh, I want if I want uh chocolate milk, I'll get, you know, some like cookies or something. But typically my my go-to is probably going to be like a sour patch kids uh package and uh then maybe maybe like a bag of chips or something to to wash it down, you know, really just a weird <laughs> fucking conglomerate in the stomach. But uh yeah, I, I'll go for more or less I'll just grab a bag of sour patch kids and like a Celsius or an A shock or, or an energy drink of some sorts. In the past year that I've been trying to eat better, I'm a big uh usually skip out on the gas station snacks and then inevitably steal something from somebody else, like Rusty, when he gets sour patch kids. Yeah. Um I do enjoy a, a good cheese it, bag of cheese it's Bob. usually my go to. Pop duos. Oh the duos. The duos. <laughs> Fuck, I haven't had one of those in a long time, but man did we Fuck those up. When I there when was I, like three boxes. And was <laughs> we weren't even high. No, <laughs> couldn't have been less high. That, I don't. I don't high. I'm ever, glad. Really. I'm, glad you, I'm glad y'all liked it because I very much. That was when I risked my life to get them. That was when right, I gave a right, stranger yeah, exactly. a ride in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Forgot yeah. about that. So, no, so I, I'm a big, I'm a big cheese it guy. I'll get a nice. Uh, it, you know, when we're out of state, it's tough. But you know, a Poland spring water. Yes, yeah. gotta have a yes. nice water because nine times out of ten, usually hungover, driving home, stopping for yeah. gas from somewhere. Yeah, like yeah. I just keep thinking back to when we were coming home from Wall or Syracuse. It just needs something. But yeah, um, and then yeah, I like a good Sour Patch Kid. Sometimes just a, a old school gummy bear. Mm. Um, can rifle those down. See, but. like I, I love a gummy bear. I love Sour Patch Kids, things like that. I just I don't want to buy it. Yeah, because I want like I want like four. Right. I don't want the whole bag. 
But yeah. mainly now, I just like I bring my own protein bars. Hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 known for getting the we're, uh, we're protein g- cookies uh, at uh, gas stations. Yeah, which you those, do you do fuck with the protein those, cookies, and, and that's typically I'll get a protein cookie and a chocolate milk. But those protein cookies very much are five dollars a piece. So uh, tough, absolute yeah. steals that they're giving out at the gas stations. <laughs> No. <laughs> Follow us for more bargains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like that was the longest answer to any question so far. So we've obviously gone to a lot of gas. Well, I, I like the, I like the ones that have absolutely nothing to do with anything we typically talk about. Oh, yeah, We're good. Um, Matt Gain says favorite piece of odd racing memorabilia. I liberated a railroad spike from Martinsville. I feel like I. I don't know. That's a tough one. I was looking around because I don't know that I have a ton of odd racing memorabilia. I think that. I mean, really, I just have die casts and, and you know, like, photos and stuff like that. As in, like, like T-shirt, something like that, or, like, something physically from the well, racetrack? Yeah, I mean, odd, I think odd racing memorabilia would be a T-shirt. You can, you can have odd T-shirts. I, I, well, <laughs> I remember, this was a long, long time ago, when the, uh, the Bush North tour came to Beechridge. And for some reason, just like the Modifieds, you go down on the racetrack after the race, it's fucking peeling your fucking shoes off. I was little, too, little, little, like, with my dad. And... They had laid down so much rubber that down in turn four, there was a chunk. It, it, it had just sp- like fucking splooged and spread all over the racetrack. Oh, Bobby and I's football. And it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From the Oktoberfest last year. And it, it was probably, I don't know, two feet long. I don't know, six inches tall. It was just like a hunk, like fucking like two or three inches thick, like to the point where it would have been a bump in the racetrack. And I had to have it. No, had to have it. No. So I remember peeling it off the racetrack. I had that in my room until probably my dad was like, "I'm going to throw that out." But yeah, <laughs> it was moldy. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I had that for a while. But yeah, that's probably I'm not. A, that was like, probably one of the weirder ones I had. I buy a lot of t-shirts and stuff, but I don't really have any like odd memorabilia from racetracks. I don't. I like. I do have a piece of styrofoam um, from the first time I raced at Oswego because they have the giant foam blocks. And that shit, like, explodes on impact and swirls around the racetrack 24-7. So I came home with a bunch of it in, like, the footbox. And after my first time racing at Oswego, I kept a piece of the foam. Actually, just thinking of this, the first time they did the um, the short track national thing at Bristol, I remember I drove down there and I was with, not you, I was with somebody. I don't remember. Uh, maybe Scott Denon, all that, that whole crew there. You did go to that. That's right. I and, forgot uh, about that. We're down, and it was just like going to like a, a Beach Ridge or Oxford or whatever, Wiscasset. You just get a pit pass, and you, you're you down on the infield at Bristol. You're like, that's kind of fucking wild. So you did it, and me, I found Victory Lane where you like drive on top of the building for Victory Lane, and that was a perfect place to watch the races from. So I remember walking up there, and it's got this like, I don't know, plastic gate fence thing around it so that you don't fucking jump off and kill yourself. And it's got like these metal spikes on top of it, and I remember just leaning against it, and one like broke off in my hand, and it was just like the top, like the weird part of the top of the fence. And it, I have it I have chose that. you, yeah, and I have that somewhere too. It's weird. I forgot all about that. I, I I really think that I just have regular ass memorabilia. I think that the weirdest thing that I have is a Brandon Brown zero FGs signed can, and that's just going to be given away on Patreon at some point. I mean that, and then Michael Waltrip signed a BFP sticker, Tyler Reddick signed BFP sticker. Also, both of those are going to get given away. I mean, oh, Michael Waltrip signed cup from Cruising Cafe. Yeah, that's probably that's I mean, unique. That's, that's somewhat <laughs> weird. Uh, and that's then a story though. Just have a bunch of a uh, Richard Petty signed Pepsi bottles, which w- that was kind of a wild story. When I first went down, uh, I think I went. 
when the fuck? Oh, yeah, I went down with Josh in 2019 to uh, the Daytona 500, and we were passing through the Petty Museum. We stopped there. Those bottles were like two bucks, and they're signed by Richard Petty. It was like, oh, we should drink them on, on air and make what? it a Patreon video sometime. Where did you get those from? <laughs> I don't think we should. Uh, the Petty Museum. Like in North Carolina? Yeah. You bought glass bottles and brought them all the way back? Without yeah. smashing any of them? Yeah. Oh, I'd have had a soaked bag fucking... Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'd uh, have had it all fucked up. I, yeah. I, uh, they they give you uh, some some bubble wrap and stuff. Uh, Sean Miner asked, if the three of you had to take a shot every time Brad said absolutely rinsed in the last episode, what would be your liquor of choice and uh, who would pass out first? Um, I feel like we hold our liquor pretty well. Yeah, I don't I don't None of us really do <clears throat> shots though. My girlfriend makes these shots. I forget what they're called. They're like pink starburst, maybe. Pretty fucking Those good. Are pretty Dude, good. Pretty I don't know good. what the fuck we cinnamon were given. Cinnamon toast crunch shots are pretty all right. Too. Yeah, yeah. Cinnamon, cinnamon toast That's crunch true. seems to be the go-to I between don't like Fireball though. Like even yeah. too yeah, many it, even too many CT crunches will, will get you. I I don't think that like I'm not a fan of Fireball. I fucking hate Fireball actually. I don't I think all of us do collectively, but yeah. I think every time we've gone out and all three of us have been together at a bar, it just seems to be a general consensus that cinnamon toast crunch shots are going to be the move. Yeah. Well, I brought um, back fucking 13 in one sitting, I think, that one. Yeah, you had them in like <laughs> your <Yeah>. cargo pockets. <laughs> yeah, I had I mean, the, those were those were what Marcus and I kept buying uh that inevitably ruined um the first night of us being at Beachside Tavern. Um then I don't know, there's there was, you know, green tea shots. I, I'm not the biggest fan of those. I don't know. Those we did aren't some, terrible, though. We did some shot at, I think it was the casino last week. It was like something gummy bear, and it was so fucking good, and I have no idea what it was, but I was like, there's absolutely no way that was alcohol. And then uh, Chris went back and, like, asked what, what was in it, and she said what was in it. I just uh, don't Capri remember. Capri Sun. Yeah, yeah, basically. Capri Sun with it. With I've a always little... wanted to try a flame in Dr. Pepper just because they light it on fire, and you drink it while it's on fire. What the fuck? It's like... I forget. It has something to do with like uh, 151 or something mixed with something, and you light it on fire and mix them together, and it tastes like Dr. Pepper. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's news and, to me. and I don't know who would pass out first. I mean, I think that probably the night. Me. Yeah, I was gonna say pro- probably Bobby. He was the one that passed out the first the first night that we were at Beachside when we all just kept doing yeah, I'm shots. A, I'm a sleeper. When, yeah. When we fucking it's time to shut her down. Like the wheels are dragging, the clips ripped off. Like just. Just put it to bed. When I was editing the <laughs> the uh, the video of the the final vlog, I think I think that I only posted two vlogs, but I was editing one of them. Uh, I saw a video of <laughs> very clearly. I don't know who was taking the video, but I remember I bought Jaeger bombs for. Um, What's Freddie's lady's name? Megan. Megan. Mom. mom. Yeah, I, I literally all, I've just started calling her mom and I forgot her name. Um, So, yeah, Freddie and Megan were over there and I was like, oh, it's Megan's birthday. Let's do, let's do Jaeger bombs. And I bought that, her one, she even did, though she, she very exactly clearly said Jager no. Bombs. She was like, no, I absolutely don't want one. And I was like, well, you're going to get one. I'm going to get you one. So then at this point, now everyone's ready to do them and I have two in my hand. So you just watch me in the video, just try to give it to her. And she goes, no, no. So then I take it and then I naturally take the next one um and i completely forgot we did jaeger bombs because i just remember doing cinnamon toast crunch shots over and over and over and over again so um yeah i mean cinnamon toast crunch probably gonna have to be the answer to that because i don't necessarily do shots that often and that yeah, seems to I be an easy yeah. one i don't like shots it's yeah. i either have to start with that or um <clears throat> well it's got to be like a celebratory occasion yeah. too like but if yeah. you're if you're like like doing ten it with... beers deep and you give me a tequila shot i promise i'm gonna throw up on you oh i mean i, I promise i was absolutely 
I was absolutely rinsed uh, <laughs> when uh, I did, had to do a celebratory shot with uh, with Bob Pockris. I don't know what we were celebrating, but Bob was the doing fact a that he was shot. doing shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then that I was the celebration. Then when I abs- when I said that I'm absolutely not doing a uh, tequila shot, I was hit with Fireball, which is I would have rather probably done tequila. Um, yeah, tequila's yeah, so not great no. uh, in shot form. No, no, just pretty slappable in margarita form. But yeah. yes, yeah, I'll, I'll margarita till the fucking cows come home. You, but I'm not a big shotter. If you give me a clear liquor in a shot glass, I'm gonna throw up on you. If, it, if it's vodka, if it's tequila, yeah, I, I promise I'm gonna projectile vomit probably right into your mouth. I, I don't know how people do tequila <laughs> shots like they're, that. Like they're like that's my go-to. Psychopaths. Yeah, yeah. It's like because the salt and the lime. It's a lot of work. It's because I've like I've never it's like heard a workout. And if you don't do it the right way, you like, have you ever heard of the tequila stunt man? Something? Excuse mm, me, no. tequila stunt man. You do a shot of tequila. You snort the line of salt oh and you squeeze the lime into your eye. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do any of those three. Things. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> I would do the latter of the two, but I don't. I'm just not going to tequila shot. That's like. It's, it's like as weird. It's like as weird as like if someone walked up to the bar. I've never heard anyone order a shot of vodka. Like if someone was just like, yeah, can I yeah, just get a, a couple shots a of Tito's? Maybe like a terrible. flavored vodka. But yeah. Not, but no. yeah. Well, there was one night, Rusty. The first time we ever announced at Bartlett, they needed a fill-in for the last race of the year, so Rusty and I offered to do it. And, and then everything <clears> changed. <laughs> yeah, well, three years later, it's now just our racetrack. <laughs> um, he like didn't have the self confidence to announce, so I'm like announcing. Come, I'm I like to talk. So That's was, why I'm going to be a color commentator. So we brought a f- two four packs of Red Bull and a bottle of Tito's. Yeah, and we're up in the tower mixing <laughs> up drinks. And that, that's when it was like the actual tower. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah like yeah. the ice was literally <laughs> dr- dripping through the floor onto <laughs> Jess as she's scoring. She's like, "You guys like move your cooler? I'm getting wet." And, and by tower, we mean literally like four two by fours and some plywood but stapled two, together. But it was two stories. Yeah, <laughs> it's a treehouse without the tree. So on the way home from all this, Rusty, in the in Brad's terms, absolutely rinsed by the end of it. We're driving home. I'm driving home. And he just takes the bottle of Tito's and just takes a haul off of it. And then starts, like, just choking and gasping, fighting for his life. And why did you let me do that? I'm like, I didn't. You did that on your own, dude. That was the worst fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, like, you're drinking rubbing alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Or nail polish remover. Uh, so the last question here from Scott Fowler. Jesus Christ. If the three of you got into a fist fight, who would win, Bobby or Charlie? Um, I feel like uh, I'm wait, not a fighter. If, wait, if the three of you got in a fight, who would win, Bobby or Charlie? He, yeah. pre- he Matt, ruled out Brad. Is what <laughs> Matt, it Yeah, I'm also not a fighter. Miff and I don't definitely. Are we have fighting a fight each advantage. other? Yeah, right. Because like, what if both of you gang up on me and yeah. then fight each other? Like, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna lose two. Is, it, is it like the Spider-Man meme where we're all just like a three, pointing a at each three other? Three-way yeah. fisting is like it's oh pretty my tough. God. <laughs> Yeah, someone's just gonna get hit with a stray fucking punch, and yeah, I feel like I feel like two people would have to have like an alliance to get rid of one, and right, then you fight right. each other. It's like it, like if you, I, I feel like very confidently, if you and Bobby were in the fight and throwing punches, and I even tried to get involved, I would get hit with a stray elbow and be the first one knocked out. <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like I could if I hit you once, like look out but also like my hand's gonna be broken i'm gonna be sweaty <laughs> and i'm that's gonna be the end of gonna me. need so, tommy john so if i miss on the first one i'm done but if i get you once i might like i'll probably win but you all you may perish or i may miss and i'll be done for whatever it's worth matt gain says if it goes past the first round bt3 all day um so i i feel like you just contra- contradicted that but <laughs> it's my guy yeah um <laughs> i just work here 
Yeah, I'd, I don't want to fight you guys. I, yeah, I'm, I've been in I'm one fist set. fight in my life, and it was with one of my friends, and I didn't really like how I felt after. Yeah, I got into a fist fight once again with one of my friends, and it was just, yeah, it was weird. Weird. I mean, I've tried to get in fist fights at the racetrack. It's just the good thing is there's normally 4,000 people there that break them up before they even start. Right. I forgot to tell you guys two weeks on last week's show. I, I had it in my notes. I forgot. Rusty and I went to Rustler's for dinner on a Friday night, just low-key night, just get dinner, a couple beers. I was going to race the next day. I walk in, immediately hear the bartender go, no, he called me a cunt. He's got to fucking go. I'm like, it's eight o'clock on Friday night. Mind you, Rustlers is not like a. I'm sorry, I, I meant Stockhouse, not oh, Rustlers, okay. but similar idea. It's a restaurant. It's well, same a, deal. It's, it's a, a restaurant. Bar. Yeah, Cunt and is definitely like at least a past nine thirty word. Right. It's eight. It, yeah, uh, at like Eric's Church, maybe. Yeah. So oh, the, the bartender fucking dumb. fired up. Seems like I don't blame her for being called a cunt. Throw a cunt around at Eric's. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it could just tell this kid's gonna be a problem. It was a kid that we went, that Bradley and I went to school with. Knew this kid was gonna be a problem. Sure enough, I'll fill you in on the name after. <laughs> uh, sure enough, five minutes later, him and this dude are on the ground, fucking fisticuffs, fucking throwing punches, and I'm like, to the point, I'm just standing by the door trying to get a table. I'm like, at what point am I obligated to get involved? I really don't want to, because I don't want to get hit. Well, the other dude was big. The first kid, that the, the kid, the cunt caller, I could probably handle him. The cunt <laughs> caller. <laughs> Uh, this He's probably kid, absolutely rinsed. Oh, so. abs- yo, dude, he, <laughs> the kid was Take a shot. kid was fucked. <laughs> the kid's a booze bag, absolute scumbag. Um, stands up, two big. Uh, one of them used to be a bouncer at Dina's. Two big dudes go out, break the fight up, and uh, the kid that Brad and I went to school with, bloodied, oof, bloodied, like eyes blown wide open, like looked like he like had kiss makeup on one side of his face, but it was blood. Nah, that's and, tough. And uh, yeah, so I was like, eh, bro, it's fucking eight o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. So they kick these the buffoon- regular crowd shuffles in. <laughs> they kick these <laughs> buffoons out, and we get our table. And like the cops got called, like it was an ordeal. They came back like forty five minutes later. They both just walk in and sit at the bar. Like were they happened. friendly at this point with each yeah, other? Yeah, they left together after beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, well, one beat the shit out of the other. Okay, they mm-hmm. came back. Like the testicular fortitude <laughs> to just come back forty five minutes later and sit at your bar stools like nothing happened. And the bartender's like, absolutely not. Get the fuck out. Cops were there immediately. Like, at least go a, to a different bar. Right. It was a situation. I'm like, oh man, like, awesome. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, how stupid and or ballsy to just like, hey, in a stop yeah. should, should we go back there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's that's st- a decision. It's literally like a two level restaurant. Like, it's yeah. not even. Oh, and it was awesome. Like, I saw because the stockhouse has like a a balcony like loft upper floor. And there was like people had video footage from up there. Like I saw me in videos. Like oh look, I was showing my girlfriend. That's me. I'm right there. See, I I almost get stepped on by that big guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. Oh, love it. I love 2022. Everything gets filmed. I love people uh, acting a fool in public because about two weeks ago uh, when we went to B Dubs, there was some dude that was full on winged spears. Bart, dude, fucking in the corner screaming (laughs) over a fucking basketball game that was over when we walked in. It wasn't even that close. By 30 in the fourth, and this dude's losing his shit like it's game seven. Well, that was Jason Tatum. He's wearing a jersey Uh, first off, and he is times three. The only person in the in the and I understand you're in a Buffalo Wild Wings, you can kind of let loose. Just like Brad said, wings, beer, sports. (laughs) That made us laugh so (laughs) much. 
it, you can scream in there's certain there's certain establishments. I mean, you have Walmart, to scream Buffalo so Wild loud. Wings, McDonald's. You can just you can do whatever you want. Basically, just just take your pants off. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, this dude though, if you're screaming at a specific game and you have any less than ten thousand dollars on the line, you need to pipe the fuck down. <laughs> you need to take an Ambien or something. I mean, this dude was the only one in the restaurant absolutely going. Batshit crazy, bonkers. Um, and he was, yeah, he was interrupting my peaceful meal at a, at a Buffalo Wild Wings. So, um, you know, I was a bummer, but he he was my weapon of the week for last week when I didn't get to uh, rattle it off. I think I had a different weapon, but uh, uh, I know Bob has a weapon that uh, that I would like to touch on. So I have so. two. The first one, well, not touch you on. Touch the weapon. There's a there's a weapon that I would like. He to He should speak get on. touched by well, somebody's fist. Uh, he is in the face. Never mind. So my first one was uh, the dude that showed up to Oxford on Saturday with a Mad Bomber. And was completely baffled when Nate Barth told him, like, Bud, we don't race today. Oof. What do you oh. mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, guy guy just never looked at a schedule. No, zero awareness. I mean, me either, but I wasn't just ever going to race. I assume this is not someone who typically runs up front. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Shows up and uh, paid. Was it, was it Spencer? No. <laughs> it sounds like something <laughs> paid, Spencer would do. Paid for the pit pass. Oh. Drove in missing, missing a trailer tire. That apparently is no longer with us on the way up there. Rest and rip. And then so not only are and you then, late and in the wrong day. And then Nate, you know, Nate has to tell him like, "Hey, hey, bud, like we're we're not competing with our automobiles today." And the guy just left. That's the Ugh. most fantastic thing. I've like ever you paid heard. forty dollars for a pit pass. Might as well stay and watch the race, dude. Right. Yeah, no, typically, you would be there anyway. But no, he died uh, just. Fucking well, all right. Put her on back and drive and head on home. So that was my first weapon of the so week. So wait, where, why didn't the NAS bombers race? Because it was just a pass race. It was pass, um, super late models, modifieds, fifty lap limiteds, and Northeast Mini Stock Tour. So no weekly stuff. No, mm-hmm. other than the limiteds. But okay, interesting. And my second one, you rewind a couple episodes ago. We uh, we shit all over Tyler Tomasi. Told him, Bud, you got to put your phone down. I'm done being nice to this kid. What? For sure, puts up a story on Snapchat this weekend talking about how John Hunter Nemechek is showing how good the 26 Xfinity car really is, showing what that car can really do. It's like, Bud, Derek Griffith didn't fucking wreck you. You wrecked him. Like yeah. you fucked up. You uh, did a dumb. I see the. You tried to kill him. And now, because literally all of New England fucking hates you because you did a dumb and tried to kill our guy, you're going to talk shit about him on fucking Snapchat? Like John Arnimacek didn't just go and run fucking 300 laps last night and put his truck in victory lane. Like, he's going to go out there the same exact experience. Or, as has, or has, like, five years of top three experience. Yeah. Right, ran called. a full cup season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apple, born, and, was born into NASCAR. <laughs> Apples and bananas. Derek's ran <clears throat> one truck race? Yeah. <laughs> three Xfinity races? Yeah. A couple Arca races? Yeah. Like... Okay, yeah, John Hunter Nemechek should led, do better. He led laps at Daytona. Yeah. John Hunter Nemechek should do better than Derek Griffith in an Xfinity car. But the fact that you have to put him on blast like that, as if like it's his fault that your car got wrecked aloud, no, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Put your phone away. <laughs> put My it My goodness. Just, 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 shut, just restart it at least. <clears throat> Maybe just which, delete just, the socials. <laughs> which we shouldn't give this clown attention because it's clearly all he wants. Like This is what he wants is for us to call him, call him a clown, but I mean... We need stuff to talk about on the show, so <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So he tried to get in a fight like with Freddie Kraft about it on yeah. Facebook because Freddie called him out, called him you know, what an idiot on yeah, DVC. Yeah, he's like, because your driver's so much better, right? Like, and Freddie's like, you mean the one that I'm? He's like, better than the driver in your picture. And Freddie's yeah. like, you mean the one that we're standing in NASCAR Cup Series victory lane with, yeah. like that driver, that guy? Huh? Oh, fucking idiot. Speaking of Freddie, shout out him. He was wearing my T-shirt today on their recording of DVC. Good for did, Frederick. Did see that. Yeah, and. uh they're going to be on Mav TV on uh, Thursday nights now. Their their show's going to be televised, and uh, 
He says he thinks they might get canceled after this one, but <laughs> good, good. I didn't have good. his phone number, so I get a like. A couple people sent me the picture of him like in studio wearing it, and then I get a, I get a text. I don't know like New New York uh, area code. Well, read his number off. Nope. <laughs> but, one. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> but it's a picture and it says, you probably had no idea your shirts could stretch that wide. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? And he's like, the fat fuck wearing the shirt, you asshole. Yeah, I'm he, like, not my fault I didn't have your number, okay? And I said, it's too bad Tommy Baldwin showed up wearing a Doug Heveron shirt because it makes your, your shirt the second coolest super modified shirt in the room. Yeah, he uh, he for sure texted me asking for your number. I, I, I assume that after the fact. Yeah. But. I texted both Freddie and Derek Sunday morning before the race. And I was like, hey, don't suck today. That's all I said. And they both replied almost instantly with the same exact thing. Like, I sure as fuck hope you guys didn't pick us to win the race. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyler Reddick almost wins the race. So and that. fucking Bubba was running in the top ten all day. Yeah, and then, then he then got fucking ju- – what even happened there? Martin, oh, so Martin, Martin Truex fucking yeah. stepped on his Martin green. Truex drove it in 18 car lengths too deep and fucking got loose and wrecked half the field. Say what you may about Bubba Wallace. Say what you may about Kurt Busch. The difference between those two drivers was in the two interviews when that wreck happened. They were both running, what, like 8th and ninth or ninth and 10th, whatever. Having good runs, yes. Involved in the same exact accident, neither of which was either of their fault at all in any way whatsoever. Bubba Wallace gets out, instantly rips the window net down, runs towards the infield, like, you know, does his thing, goes on, on camera, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what I did to piss off the racing gods or whatever. And it's all about him, poor me, whatever. Right afterwards is Kurt Busch. Like, yeah, we had a really good car today. Like, you know, it sucks that we ended up in that wreck. You know, just get it back together. We'll go back to the next race. Like, polar opposites in that. The, yeah. Like, they could not have been the more same situation. So. New, new Kurt Busch is lame. Completely opposite. New Kurt Busch, I think, yeah, realized Kurt, how much trouble he got in a few times and might not have a job if he does that again. So Kurt Busch is already accomplished. He's successful. Yeah. He's a champion. He doesn't need to his performance on the racetrack yeah obviously every driver wants to do good but if Kurt Busch goes out there and wrecks it, it you know three weeks in a row that doesn't really matter to Kurt Busch Kurt Busch still gonna have a drive paint scheme by the way Barely yeah a throwback yeah. that was sick yeah. Bubba Wallace has has been running good and he has been the shit end of the stick numerous times this year and with the amount of pressure on him I don't fucking blame him if, if he and he's just acting like Kyle Busch and everyone praises and they love Kyle Busch when he does it you know, fucking... Yeah, what a dipshit move of Kyle just leaves his car <laughs> on pit road, just gets out, leaves the car on pit road, fucking... Yeah, I'm not a sure that... I hope that this is the case, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it what? just wouldn't turn. Did I miss something? He, he, Yeah, when Brad Kozlowski wrecked, Kyle Busch got involved, like, he basically... Yeah, Brad Kozlowski basically just hit his fucking left front. It broke the tire rod off, and I don't think he could turn the thing into pit road, but what I do hope is the reason behind him just leaving his car there is because he got fined last year for driving too fast after yeah. a wreck through, <laughs> through uh, the garage. And I really hope that that's why he just left his car there and it wasn't because he couldn't turn I love that amount of pettiness. Yes, <laughs> me too. I actually think that's fucking hysterical and I very hope that's the reason. I'm just going ex- to assume that it is and leave it at that. <laughs> We're just going to accept that as fact. Yes, that is fact. <laughs> We're not going to fact check it. That is fact. He just left his car there because of pettiness towards NASCAR. So, yeah, Martin Truex's uh, ultimate wean step ruined my chances at uh, fucking beating you guys in the pool. Um, Eric Jones had a pretty good car, was running inside the top five, top ten all day, and was right behind Truex when he stepped on his wean and got cleaned out. Yeah. But unfortunately, where Truex was ahead of Jones the lap before he wean stepped, he got credit for 24th, where Jones got credit for 25th, which means I lost the picks again. <laughs> I uh, b- correct me if I'm wrong. I really thought that I finished dead last. I knew that you had Eric Jones, so I'd, I'd, ne- I'd inevitably looked through the results and I, saw. But I don't think that I've finished last all year. 
Um, I had the nine. I think I I've been. I was second for like the first eight weeks. I think you beat me by three spots at Daytona. You beat me by one spot at um, the second race. You beat Charlie. You you had a thirty-one with the forty-three, but Charlie had a thirty-seven. Didn't lose that week. You won that week. You didn't lose that week. Like the ones you have bad days, you narrowly escape. Like, yeah, by like one. Spot. You had Chase Briscoe at Coda, and he got wrecked. But so did AJ Allmendinger, and Briscoe limped back to the finish line, and Dinger didn't. So you beat me there with like, um, yeah, yeah. No, you haven't lost one yet. It's been either mm. Charlie or me. Um. So yeah, but Charlie had uh, Dan Suarez top ten for Dan. For Good sure, kind of got lucky, I think, because like Ross Chastain had a car that could win, stepped on his ween. Put yeah, it in the that fence. was like, that was yeah. If bizarre. only if only one of us would have picked Justin Haley. Holy fuck! Yeah, he Just finished comes out of here, finished third. third. You know, and uh, another Kyle Larson Sleeper stepped pick. on his ween, battling for the lead, and fucked his day all up. My original pick, if I'd have just, I didn't want, I could have used Logano. I just didn't want to double up a driver this early in the season. Yeah, kind of in hindsight, wished ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> I need a win. Because I am now in last place with twenty five. Charlie is 23, Brad is 19. And uh, this week, Kansas, I've already got my number written down. It's a four car. So. Fuck! <laughs> That's the only number that I had written down. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so. um, fuck. Uh, what? Uh, have I used Alex Bowman? <clears throat> you have not. Okay. Uh, give me Alex Bowman. Have I used the 14? Yes, just once. Yep, three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, fuck, we're gonna we're gonna need screenshots again before we yeah, do this because I forget every time now. Uh, oh fuck, Kansas! Damn it! I was so pumped to Toto. take to take fucking Kevin Harvick. I was like, that's my guy. I'm just... I literally went to driveraverages.com, dot com and he's the highest over <laughs> <than> Chase Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. I think I've used Chase too. Yeah, you got you did. Um. I've, I haven't used I Larson know. yet, so I'm going to keep that one in the bank. Just use him the last two races yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Kansas. <laughs> haven't used Kyle Busch. haven't used Danny. Like, I don't want to waste the pick, really. Kansas. Who's running good? Give me the 43. I'll try that. On for size. Yeah. All right. So, what is this episode one sixty six? Yeah, what yes. are we doing this weekend, boys? Oh yeah, we're uh, well. I'm, actually, you don't. Who brought us episode one sixty six? I don't I, know yet. Uh, don't ask me that yet. Uh, so <laughs> we're uh, well. You can find all three of us at Bartlett Bridge on uh, Friday night, and then uh, I believe Bobby does Flappy Bird things at Star on yeah, Saturday. Bob, Bob Weber Senior Memorial Night. It's the uh, second biggest race of the year for us. Hopefully, some more cars show up. Um, and hopefully this is the last week of the fucking bullshit and drama between Star and Smack. Smack also has a race at Waterford. Uh, their race in New York this past weekend went fantastic. The car that everyone was worried about having a big giant engine had a big giant engine and won the race. And it was couldn't have been any more obvious. He would pull Jeffrey Battle four car lengths down the straightaway. And Jeffrey would get it all back in the corners and then some. And I don't know what happened. I haven't seen a video clip of the incident. But they got together, battling for the lead, put Jeffrey out for the night. So Jeffrey finished next to last close to it so there was all kinds of drama and controversy there so that's fun um so they race at waterford this weekend gonna suck because there's probably only gonna be 10 cars at each racetrack honestly it's gonna suck for both series suck for both divisions i've ranted enough about super modified so hopefully this weekend is the end of that bullshit and uh that being said uh 
Hope some cars show up to star because the more cars that show up, the closer to the back Jeffrey has to start, and I really need him to start at the back, and I need to qualify up front, and I need to run for my fucking life because <laughs> it's forty-seven yeah. laps. I was going to say that's the that's going to be the one week where there's like ten cars. You start up front and you yeah, win, Jeffrey, but the points don't matter as much because he finished like eleven. Right, the way they do their handicap, Jeffrey's going to start like fifth. Yeah, <laughs> sick. Yeah. So that uh, that's uh, Saturday for Bob. I don't believe that Charlie and I are doing anything on Saturday, and then Sunday we're all taking we're yard uh, sale, pal. Yeah, we're, we're having it. We're having a f- nice yard sale, so we can. Uh, oh, nice. Crew some more funds and uh, head on up to uh, White Mountain Motorsports Park. I believe all three of us are going to end up going up there. Uh, I just need to purge on shit out of this house <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, That's, I I just need to purge. I've everything. had I've had like four or five baskets of shit that I was just like, oh, I'm either going to have a yard sale or go to Goodwill. And then Charlie's like, I think we might have a yard sale. And I'm like, let's do that because I uh, absolutely need to get rid of some stuff. Um, and yeah, then White Mountain on Sunday. Yeah, we have a little dude trip on Sunday. I think yeah, I think Rusty yeah. wants to go as long as I don't ball my shit up Saturday night. I think I'm going to go pass tour. It's a big block. Supers, um, yeah. past modifieds, I something love called out. a mini late model on the schedule. Yeah, don't know what that Seen is. That. Is that mini cup cars. Yeah, I no Pro, idea. Is it like Allison Legacy cars? Right, I don't know. It's no idea. They have no idea. And then they have like their kids', <laughs> kids truck division. Yeah, kids truck. Interesting. You can ask me that question again, Bob. Okay, so who is presenting episode number 166? I'm so glad you asked me that, Bobby. Uh, 166 is presented to you by Chasing the Checkered. Founded in 2017, is an online racing editorial and platform dedicated to bringing positivity to our local short track racing community. Featuring weekly race recaps from Wisconsin Speedway and other touring events, driver spotlight features, yearly fundraisers, and more, it's the place to go for all things short track related in Maine and New England. You can join the community today on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash chasing the checkered and Instagram at chasing the checkered. You're going to be glad that you did that. Uh, Amy Hinton Harrop also in charge of all the Wiscasset uh, social media stuff now as well, too. So her, Ken Minot, doing a hell of a job over there. Head on over to Wiscasset Speedway to check out uh, my shenanigans if I'm ever a part of it. Yeah, so uh, on top of that, had a, I've posted, I think, three of the Two Minute Tuesday vlogs uh, so far. There's going to be an extended version, uh, a little bit longer than two minutes, coming out tomorrow from uh, the trip to Dover with uh, myself, C-Money, and Ryan Jackson. And um, if you haven't, head on over to Patreon and subscribe. We uh, uh, finally uploaded the Tyler Reddick interview from Daytona. Um, there's going to be... Statute of Limitations, I said. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be a couple more... Uh, couple more videos i believe uh that are gonna end up going out on patreon in the next week or so and uh we're gonna start ramping up the giveaways we do have a bunch of stuff to give away and uh the more the merrier over there so yeah, hopefully i'll, I'll more. toss in a, a bobby timmons t-shirt i appreciate everyone that's bought them i still have a bunch left unless you're a large i have none of those left so. yeah so hopefully some hats. you're more than a large but yeah head on over to patreon 469 a month you get all the exclusive content anything that we've ever posted over there for uh for video or audio um, you can go over there and, and uh, eat that stuff up, and you obviously get some. Uh, uh, I got giveaways. four. I got four tickets to Barla Bridge too, so maybe uh, maybe we'll give those away this week on Patreon to Let's get four that. people to come watch us at Bartlett. Yeah, yeah, we can do that either uh, in a, in the next couple of days, or we can uh, just. I mean, I guess are they good for whenever? Yeah, they're good for whenever. Oh, so you cool. Can do them any, yeah. other, any week, I guess. Just, just uh, we can we can do it as or, a celebratory. Or five dollars to get in, I think. We can yeah, do, a, it do it as a, <laughs> we can do it as a celebratory Bartlett is opening giveaway over on Patreon. So we'll do that. We also have the uh, the Tyler Reddick uh, autograph BFP sticker that'll go with a couple other items, and uh, we do have kind of a stack of BFP stuff as well as some some NASCAR memorabilia. So yep. maybe we're getting into like the dog days of. Uh, 
of the NASCAR schedule, I believe. I think that they go to Kansas and then Texas and then Charlotte. So you got some cookie cutter mile and a half that are some kind of boring. Shitty races. Good thing. So, good so we'll, thing short uh, track short track season in New England is here. Yeah. So going. so we'll uh, we'll we'll do some giveaways in the next handful of weeks for the NASCAR events, so that uh, you can have a little bit of stake in the race and make it a little bit more interesting because they probably won't be that interesting. So yeah, four sixty nine a month. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Episode one sixty six. Andy Shaw. I was a Timmy. 66 once. Mike uh, Fowler. Timmy. Timmy Salamito. Timmy. Uh, not Andy. Timmy. Not Andy Santer, but um, Jason Corliss. Yep. Yeah, Jason Corliss, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Um, 66. This is probably Caleb Coffin. Rusty Wallace is like ASA stuff. Yep. 66. Caleb <coughs> Coffin. 66 is a, is a cool number. It was it Steve is. Coffin, too, wasn't yeah. it? His yeah. Truck was yeah. The Orange yeah. Crush. Yeah. Used to be this kid with a TQ midget that was number 66. And the only reason I remember that is he was talking about getting domed during uh, <laughs> pre-qualifying staging at like the Indiana fucking indoor race one time, and I was laughing my ass off. So Good for him. Shout out that kid. Yeah, congrats Did somebody to him. say Timmy Hill? I think I heard that, right? No, I, I said s- Timmy Solomito. Yeah. Oh, but Timmy, Timmy Hill, Hill does yeah. drive the MDM yeah. fucking doohickey there. Um, Imagine getting dome in a race car. Like that wouldn't work. Yeah, that'd be really that uncomfortable for her. Yeah, and like it's broad daylight. Like you're not like. And it's a TQ. Hide. Like yeah. she'd have to be like bent over it. Yeah, that kid yeah, is probably full of shit. In That's a lot. yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Bob, you got swindled. <laughs> no, the kid just was like such a spaz telling the story that it was funny that it kind of made me forget that it was probably entirely bullshit. Ah, well, that's tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how you. I mean, like it's. it's I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. What was the episode name? Getting your shaking crab the old-fashioned way or something? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get my crab or get, shake my crabs the old-fashioned way or something like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hate when we come up with a good uh, name title, then we just forget it. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, they, just, they just get the regurgitated version on everything. So uh, look for that. We probably got it wrong. And uh, that was episode 166. We'll see you next Tuesday. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.